Welcome to No Life Fresno. Come with us and meet your neighbors as we dive into the world of Fresno art, music, food, culture, and everything in between. Alright, hi everyone. Uh, this is Christian Honnitschlager here with No Life Fresno, surrounded by the beautiful sights and smells of Moto, Delicatessen, and Bodega, and the owner and proprietor, Carlos. Carlos, welcome Hi. to now. Hey, thanks. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, so, let's get started. Uh, you know, what is your relationship with Fresno? How are you here in Fresno? Yeah, so um, I was born in uh, San Jose, California, and then we moved here when I was pretty young. Um, so I grew up in Fresno. Um, after uh, graduating high school, I started going to City College, so I spent a lot of time in the Tower area. Yep. Um, on breaks from school, you know, you'd pop into the Peach Pit or grab a sandwich at Pimani's or something. And um, yeah, I just ended up, I, at the time, I was really into uh, fashion. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to be like a, a clothing designer. Um, and there happened, and, like, there's this little store, this little men's boutique store that opened up. And um, so I ended up working there. It sold like uh, diesel shoes and like Versace and all this stuff. But I started working there and I did that for about a year. And then a restaurant across the street, 609 Grill, opened up. And uh, the owner, the brother, came over to introduce himself and he brought me a, a bowl of menudo mm -hmm. that his dad made. Oh. And, uh, and that was it. And they just like, we became friends. It was like such a. I don't know, to build a connection, just bringing somebody food over is just like, yeah. like such a wholesome thing and like a thoughtful thing. Um, and then that clothing store closed and I started working at 609 Grill. Oh, right on. Um, and then I just started working there. I was serving tables. Um, I would uh, spend some time in the kitchen, uh, kind of just prepping a little bit, learning. And then that's when somebody called out and I just, or I think he called out or he quit and I just was in the kitchen now. So after a year, <laughs> yeah, after a year in front of the house, I just started working in the kitchen and I just really enjoyed it. And Paul uh, Palomino, who's still very well known in Fresno, he does yeah. a lot of catering and private chef. Um, he kind of just took me under his wing. He was just, he's just naturally talented. Um, he just knows food very well. He never really went to school for it. Um, and he just kind of, and he worked with a bunch of great chefs in Hawaii and LA. Yeah. So, um, and he moved back to Fresno to kind of learn to share what he learned. And um, so, anyway, I just learned from him. I mean, the basics, make chopping vegetables, yeah. making soups, you know, the the fundamentals. Um, and I was with him for a few years, and then from there, I started working at Bini Bini Beachy. Oh, actually, we moved the restaurant. Yeah. So I got to see the process of opening a second, because now this was a second restaurant. Oh, So okay. I was, yeah. uh, um, where CDT is now, Casa de Tamales, mm -hmm. uh, it used to be Palomino's, next to the Tower Theater. And uh, so I saw the process of opening a restaurant, um, and then was there for a few years, and then I uh, wanted to get into bartending, Yeah. because I mean, the money was <laughs> lucrative, so yeah, I'd, yeah. Cook, I'd cook, during the day with Paul, and then I'd go to Vinny's at night and, and I'd bartend. bartend. At Vinny's, so. Yeah. Were, so, they, were they still doing 
dinner service than nightclub yeah, back well, then, or was it like? So they still they still did that. Yeah. But the nightclub wasn't as as much as it is now. Okay. Like they still had the DJs, they had the bands. Um, it was a little more mellow. Like the food menu was going a little later. I was parking on the back patio. Um, and uh, so, yeah, they still did that. I yeah, think okay. the, the music part has always been probably since, yeah, you're talking probably since early 2000s. They yeah, doing okay. It. So, um, so worked at Vinny's and then it kind of came to a point, it was 2011 and I'm 10, 10 plus years working in tower yeah. working in restaurants, learning, um, I kind of felt like I reached, and I already wanted to open a restaurant. I already wanted my own restaurant at this point. Like I wanted my own business. Back in 2011. Back in 2011. Yeah, okay. I'm like, I want to do it. This is what I want. This is, uh, this is, yeah, this is what I want. And I guess growing, and I always thought, it was like growing up, like we going out to eat always seemed like such a treat. Yeah. You know, like people are bringing you food, and you know, we got to drink soda, and yeah. we're eating like <laughs> cool, you know, fun stuff. Uh, I mean, my mom's like an amazing cook but sometimes it's just fun to go out you know so yeah. um, I just knew I wanted to be in this industry um, and uh, a few things a kind of few prospects fell through where I was going to open something I mean this is 2012 I was like 27 28 definitely probably wasn't ready Things, yeah yeah you know, good thing I didn't <laughs> open anything then uh, but I moved to New York. I said, screw it. I'm going to move to New York and just kind of figure it out. Um, I moved there with... When you well, Real quick, when you say figure it out, what, yeah. what, is, what, is that, oh, what does that mean to you at the time, like to figure it out? Well, I didn't have a job. Yeah. I didn't have a place to stay. <laughs> um, you just up and... I just up and yeah. moved. I started okay. saving like every penny I had. And I, sorry, um, I met a mutual friend, mm -hmm. introduced me to a friend who lives out in New York. And, you know, she's a Fresno native, but she'd been living out in New York for a long time, um, working in the uh, tech field and stuff. So, and man, we met maybe like two weeks before I moved out there. She's like, oh, just come to, come stay with me. Because my place where I was supposed to live, like, wasn't ready. The guy, I was supposed to, the guy hadn't moved out yet. I was, <laughs> yeah, he hadn't moved out yet. And then I'm like, well, I don't have nowhere to go. Yeah. So she's like, just stay with me. Like, come, you know, hang out. And she's like, I'm going back to Fresno for 10 days the day after you land. So I'm just, I'm like, okay, great. So, you know, I leave Fresno with like all my bags. I yeah. get to New York, it's like 10 o'clock at night. And uh, I'm all emotional because I just left my family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yep. I get to her house and she's in this beautiful like brownstone elevator in the building. Like she does very well for herself. And I was like, oh, New York's great. Like and this is what all this is what all the apartments look like. Yeah. So she's like, drop your bags. We go across the street, and uh, we eat. Like it's a eleven o'clock at night. And we're having a full on meal, like you know. And uh, we go back to her place. We're drinking gin on the rooftop, you know, smoking cigarettes and stuff. And uh, she leaves, and now I spend. I'm just like every, looking for jobs, you know. Luckily. I was able to find something pretty good. Yeah. So, um, you know, I was working in bars, uh, rooftop bars, um, 
started working. I met a guy, uh, a buddy of mine. We're buddies now, but he's a chef, and uh, he was teaching me how to make pasta. Oh, cool! Um, I worked in the kitchen with him. Uh, we were making, you know, eight hours a day, rolling out gnocchi and like pappardelle and stuff. Um, and then it wasn't until like I got the job with uh, Danny Meyer and his company. Oh wow! Yeah, USHG, and uh, I worked at a, his Italian concept, Maialino. And uh, I know that's just kind of where like everything got honed in, uh, like hospitality, and I like, really took my my love for it, but also my like everything you see now is just stuff that's been building up yeah. over the years. And, and, I feel, and, and by not doing it when you were 27, yeah, that's what you gained, right? Yeah, exactly. Stepping would, into yeah an actual culinary world, right? Like yeah. New York, yeah, and then just like uh, the yeah the culinary world, the just the procedures like. Learning really how to like treat your staff, the people you work with. Yeah. Um, you know, opening and it was a hotel. It was a restaurant in a hotel, so I mean, it was like you know we got there at seven a.m. and there was like setup and then the midday and the evening and so I really got to see. Um, really, side note: a good friend of mine once told me when I was talking about moving, he said, "View uh, San Francisco as the kitchen." And New York is the restaurant. So, like, if you really want to see how, like, a restaurant as a whole operates, move to New York. If you're more focused on, like, the, the kitchen. kitchen and, like, the cuisine, move to San Francisco. That's interesting, I mean, yeah. obviously there's great restaurants, in like, food restaurants in both places. Sure, and, like, you can sure. see the two. But I always thought of that, like, I guess when I moved out there, I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to absorb everything as far from everything from, like, the hiring process, the... You know, I mean, almost every aspect. So I was out there for about almost four years. Um, worked out in the Hamptons, did a bunch of stuff, rooftop stuff, nightclub yeah. stuff, um, and then finally got uh, an opportunity to come back to possibly open a bar with uh, the owner of Crack Pepper here in Fresno. Here in Fresno. Yeah, it's a, it's a common story that people leave and, and yeah. come back, right? Yeah, it's, exactly. a, it's a theme here. Yeah. And, and even more so that people even come back and bring something yeah. back to the community, right? right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's, I guess for me, I already, I kind of always knew I was coming back. Like, yeah. I didn't plan on staying forever. Yeah. Forever. Um, but I wanted to take this opportunity to learn as much. I mean, I never went to college. I did a little bit of city college, but I never really, like, followed any degree or anything like yeah. that so I, I took this time to kind of just and I did go to school while I was out there I went to the culinary institute for a small business but um, so yeah I'm Vache said hey move back let's open this bar we're gonna do something downtown we were looking at a, it's a advertising company now but we we're gonna open a bar in a basement <laughs> down there um, I think it's called Jeffrey it's like right down the street from Root. Oh, right there on Fulton. Um, yeah, it's the brick building. Jeff Jeffrey Meyer or something. Yeah, I, I know yeah. what I know what you're talking about. Beautiful yeah. building. And then yeah. like corner store, like that coffee shop is like yeah. right there. Yeah. Um, I mean, this place was a shell. And Bachi and I, we went down there uh, and we looked in the basement. I was like, yeah, this would be freaking. This was back in like 2014, 2015. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, so I moved back. He's like, we'll manage my restaurant in the meantime while we look for places. Yeah. That didn't work out, like that prospect of that bar. What What else was down there at that at time? The time? I mean, like Tokyo, Tokyo Garden. Garden, yeah. Like that. Uh, well, you know what? In the Brazil Club, which is yeah, unfortunately, I don't think it ever reopened. But 
I, somebody else had it for a little while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Somebody, I, but I don't think I don't think it survived maybe the pandemic. That's that's the alleyway bar by the yeah. the stadium, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that was always a great spot. I always loved that spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, honestly, it was Tokyo Garden, Cosmopolitan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Brazil Bar or Brazil uh, Club Brazil. And they put Cosmopolitan puts way too much pastrami on there. Oh, family. do they? It's like three pounds, man. It's ridiculous. This, I always this is get perfect. there. I always get their Ortega chili uh, or Ortega burger. Oh, I haven't yeah, had that. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, but yeah, there's really not much. But uh, we were kind of like, man, it'd be kind of cool to do something in a different area, a different concept. And I think for him, he saw that everything I've been doing over there, working in bars and like the knowledge that I've accumulated and stuff and, but you know so I worked at Crack Pepper and we looked I mean we looked at different locations we had meetings and he was such a great mentor he was always very supportive mm-hmm. um, whether it was him and I doing something or he kind of knew at one point like, well Carlos is ready to jump and do his own thing so um, I looked at a, I looked at a beer pub for sale over on Marks and Herndon okay. uh, Aisling's pub uh, that somebody ended up buying that I was gonna do uh, the Patterson building I was like ready to it used to be Tommy's burgers oh yeah and I was like I mean I had done on the ground floor on yeah Patterson. yeah I had contractors out at this point modernist was already open quail state was getting ready to open is that where fig and honey open yeah okay yeah so fig and honey opened uh, next door uh, there used to be a salad place so it was the Tommy Burger, and then next door was a salad place. And, and that thing still, the Tommy Burger still looks, it's like preserved, it's, isn't it? It's like still vacant. Bit? I do have, uh, I did hear something. In there yeah, yeah, the, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I had a guy come and give me a quote on a bar, redo the floors, I mean, all the equipment. I had, I was probably two weeks away from signing the oh, wow. lease, and then the pandemic hit, and then everything shut down. And I was like, well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe a blessing in disguise, but, uh, yeah, so, and then, you know, then the pandemic, and then, man, we turned Cracked Pepper into a, into a to-go place. I mean, you know, Cracked Pepper is known as, like, a fine dining, yeah, very celebratory spot, and it's like, we're doing tri-tip sandwiches to go, we're doing shrimp po' boys to go, um, Annex is selling, like, their toilet paper, and they're doing pasta kits, and, like, we're yeah. all, we're just switching everything on a dime like the whole concept of yeah, the restaurant it, it was fascinating just on commentary how well some businesses pivoted in, yeah. in that time i mean yeah. i got annex multiple times <laughs> yeah. during during the right. pandemic in a, yeah. in a cardboard clamshell yeah. right like exactly. which is not the experience you go there for right but the food was still really yeah. really excellent you done know? well yeah so um i guess that's when i i was at a point where i was like man do i still want to open a restaurant full-on restaurant because the vision was always like full-on the day cafe the corner spot you know open from 7 a.m close at midnight doing yeah. the breakfast doing the you know open midday cocktails coffee espresso and then it just um, after that i was like well maybe maybe that wouldn't work maybe just and i saw all the places that were doing well during the pandemic yeah. go food quick food chinese food pizza um and then, honestly, I live in the neighborhood. I got a house four years ago. I'm always in this neighborhood. Yeah. And I saw the for rent sign. And I called them. And we met. 
He's like, oh, he had just put the Ferenc sign up like two hours before. Yeah. And I looked at it, and um, I had known I had known him because I called him on a place next door the, that has the enclosed alleyway, and uh, I was. He's like, oh no, he's like, he's this Italian guy. He's like, oh, Carlos, like, there's still, that place is not available. And I'm like, no, it's all right, Angelo. Let's talk about this place right here. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and I was like, well, it's, it's, it's got challenges. It's not a full kitchen. Um, it's, you know, I, I, am, I do have equipment where I am able to do some things. Um, so I am limited, but I was like, you know what? I'll figure it out. I'm like, it's, what, it was time. What was it before? It was the uh, snack shop. It was That's a right. convenience. I mean, it did still did food, um, but they did. You know, they had like uh, they definitely catered to the kids. Yeah. Uh, you know, big big gulps, hot Cheetos, yeah. like pizza, uh, frozen pizzas yeah, and yeah. ovens and stuff like that. Little um, store and grocery. Yeah, and then uh, you know the place was pretty run down, but I don't know. I just had a vision. I'm sure, my parents were like, "This guy's crazy," but <laughs> I was like. <laughs> I don't know. I think it was just time. Like, I just saw it, and I'm like, I'll figure it out. Like, yeah. it's just, this, now's the time. This, I mean, this location uh, yeah. serves you well, obviously, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I think if, if you hadn't seen that sign, you'd be fighting with people oh, yeah. to get this, yeah. right? I mean, anything here on this block is, like, it's locked down, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? It's, and it's, people... It's passed between generations, almost, you know? Yeah, and it's, because when I told them, I, when I looked at the place, I told, uh, I said, Angelo, because we looked at it on a... Friday, and I said, uh, or Saturday, we looked at it on Saturday, I said, Angelo, let me, I said, let me take the weekend to, no, I said, I said, I'll give you, I said, I'll give you two months of rent to hold it for me, Yeah. and if I decide not to do anything with it, then keep the money and go find somebody, like, you know, because I wanted to be able to research and see, Yeah. and he's like, yeah, 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 obviously there's miscommunication because he called me on Monday he's like I have your lease like it's ready and I was like and uh, and the funny thing is his son Angelo's son is like almost best friends with Vache my boss oh really so Vache knew before I had even signed the lease he's like hey I heard you got a lease and I was like "Uh," so we talked about that but um, but yeah it all worked out Uh, you know I, I live in the neighborhood I live half a mile away um, and like, not only live in the neighborhood, but I've been working out here for 20 yeah. years. And yeah. It's like I've seen the transition of, uh, you know, I remember when there was a carpet store over here, when there was like PDQ over here, and then Dusty Buns over there, then Tower, like when Echo was down there, and Daily Planet, um, you know, and just being in Fresno, this is the area that I like yeah. to be in, you yeah. know? And um, clearly, I mean, it, bought a house down here yeah you yeah know, i i like walking to review and getting my coffee i like walking and getting flowers at gazebo i like yeah. um i just like that everything it reminds me obviously not as on a scale of new york but everything's very close it's like a very neighborhoody feel it's a neighborhood and i mean I'm, I'm a mile away and I, I i love it too man i walk yeah. the dogs by here every morning it's yeah know, it's what i need to feel like part of the community right, right? Where, yeah so, so uh, yeah i mean that was, uh, I guess, my long version of my. I mean, no, that's awesome, that. man. No, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah you know, I learned a lot there too. Um, so, being being in food for so long, uh, tell me, and it can be it, this could be anything. Yeah, it can, it can be anything. But tell me, 
about a meal that you've eaten that you'll, you'll never forget in a good way? Something that you just absolutely love that maybe you've tried to recreate and never let go of, you hold on to part of you as a person? Um, well, I guess the one of the top dishes I've ever had um, was at uh, Danny Meyer restaurant. Um, Mylena, where I worked at, mm -hmm. and uh, they had a pasta on the menu, and uh, it was uh, the acciughe, which means anchovy in, yeah. in yeah. Italian. And um, I don't know, I mean, and I guess I'd never really, like, you know, growing up, you know, dad got anchovies on the pizza and stuff, yeah. and I just never really developed the palate for it. But man, it came out one day, and it was just spaghetti, and um, they take maybe like one or two anchovies and they like lightly fry them in the pan. Um, some polatura, which is uh, anchovy sauce. Yep. And then butter. And that was it. it. And then they just toss it and emulsify it. And it's just an anchovy sauce and butter. And it's yep. just like the most simple thing. I mean, they did everything really well there, but that, it was just such a, yeah, that dish. And you know, if you ask any friends, or if you go to that restaurant, yeah. they're like, oh yeah, the achuga. Yeah. And then the other, uh, maybe the other one that, the caicho e pepe, um, is something my buddy taught me how to make, like when I was working at that Italian restaurant making pasta. He's like, all right, you're gonna make family meal today for the staff. And, uh, and for people who don't know, family meal, it's like you just make dish, you make, make food. Make for you everybody make, to eat, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's usually like leftover, like, extra pasta or maybe like some whatever some chicken we're gonna just give away um, but yeah it's just cheese and black pepper and it's a very common very famous dish now and I'm, I know Anthony Bourdain did like an episode on Cacho Pepe like years ago but I don't know I just those like simple foods like that really stick with me and they're like so easy and um, I don't know, it's just like usually cooking with people and poor yeah, people, yeah, you know, yeah. so, and it takes me back to when that Palomino, he brought me that menudo, I'm just like, I'm in this like men's clothing store, yeah. and he just walks over with a bowl of menudo, and I was like, well, we're best friends now, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm godfather to his daughter, and no. like, yeah, so. <laughs> That's amazing, man. Yeah, so I think uh, something like that. Just simple, uh, yeah. executed perfectly. Yeah, yeah, exactly, good, good ingredients, really simple, I mean. I've eaten at Michelin star restaurants, and of course there's meals that I've been just blown away, but I think that just sticks with me all the time. And I've tried to make it, and I, I really, I guess I can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. So on, in the, on the, the opposite end of that, tell me about a terrible, <laughs> some, something you could, still makes you wretch, something yeah. that you just can't believe someone made and that you tried. Man. I can't think of anything right now. Something really bad. It doesn't have to be that horrible, but you know, yeah. something you're just like, what were they? What were they thinking? You know? Yeah. Well, maybe come back to that one at the end because yeah. I can't think yeah, of no, it. No, that's. All. I think sometimes it's. Uh, I think sometimes the the thing they leave a bad taste in my mouth as far as like a bad experience is like if the service is bad, like if the meal. I mean. The meal can be the best, but if like someone's shitty to me or like yeah. just a bad experience, you remember that, yeah. you know, like the food could be horrible, but if they make me feel like yeah, great or if they're accommodating or like let's fix it or sorry, you know, yeah. or, 
oh, there was a hair in this meal. I'm, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll do obviously mediocre food can yeah. survive if, if you've got good service. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I'm, yeah. There's definitely stuff that I'm like, oh my god, this is just <laughs> bad. And, and it's Fair usually enough. it's probably uh, it's usually like cold food, like things that just been sitting for a while and it's just tough or whatever yeah so, yeah fair enough yeah fair enough. but i'll think of something fair enough so uh, you were you were talking about almost opening before the pandemic downtown um and looking at kind of analyzing what businesses were what they were doing during the pandemic what was doing well yeah. during the pandemic yeah so is that a little bit of how you got to sandwiches yeah the bodega here yeah so i guess the bodega well i guess the yeah sandwiches and then, um, which a lot of people were surprised because I've always been in the bar yeah. scene. And they're like, you're opening a deli. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I still have desire to like open a bar somewhere down the road. And I still want to do wine and beer here. Yeah. So um, it's still within me. But I was like, I just went on to do something a little different. Obviously still in my industry, but something a little different. Um, but yeah, sandwiches. And then I guess I kind of took what we were doing what a cracked pepper was doing what annex was doing like all the to-go concept um i mean we're sitting in here now but it's like it wasn't this like no i mean i added honestly it was like these two counter tables and then obviously this counter and then i had two tables so people just i wanted to keep it more market and grocery stuff i wanted to basically sell everything that i have we're using avocado in the sandwiches. You can buy the avocado if you want. Yeah. But to, but you can buy the bread. You can buy the potato. Everything's for sale. Because um, I don't want to sit on any product. I just yeah. want to move yeah. everything. It's a brilliant concept. Yeah. Your basket of potatoes over there on yeah. the shelf. Like, and people, and people yeah, buy man. it. Like Sometimes I'm in the back and there's like, you see the ticket come through and it'll say turkey sandwich, tuna sandwich, and then it'll say toilet paper. Like people are actually buying people. Because it's like, obviously I'm not going to replace like... A Whole Foods or a Smart Farm no. or anything, but it's it's just one of those things that like you're eating and you're like, well, man, I need this, like, yeah. and it saves me a trip to the store. And people will buy the soap, they buy the you know the groceries. Uh, the other day, a lady came in just for like a head of romaine and a couple of tomatoes. I was like, yeah, for sure. Like Perfect. so, um, yeah, the concept definitely, COVID definitely kind of helped create this yeah. idea. And uh, living in New York. The neighborhood store, the bodega, is like, you know, you lift yeah. upstairs, you walk downstairs, nobody really has a car there. I mean, obviously there's a lot of cars there, but it's like, it's all convenience. And you just want to go, you want to buy, you know, the bodega, I could get like, uh, you know, a roast beef sandwich, I can buy some beer, yep. and I can get, you know, Q-tips and some paper towels and just like stuff you need for yeah. the store. And uh, that's kind of what I was... Uh, thinking with this place, you yeah. know, like I live right there. I'm like, what would be somewhere close? Because I guess our only options are Smart and Final or Vallarta. Those are like the two closest places. Yeah. Um, yeah. They. So, which is fine. I mean, because I shop there too. Yeah, but, you have to sometimes. Yeah. But you know, and this is this is why I wanted to talk to you too. Because you know, I, I lived in Europe for a long time. I've lived in other major metropolises where it's really important when you're choosing where you live, what's available to you and what's around you, right? Right. And, and when I lived in Amsterdam, I lived above a butcher shop. Oh, yeah. They had a smoker that extended out into the yard behind. I was on the fourth floor. And so on Sunday mornings, you come outside and a fog yeah. of smoking meat is coming yeah. up over the balcony. Right. There's a cheese shop, a, a fish yeah. shop, and all these things that 
you know, when I think about moving in the future or anywhere yeah. inside of Fresno, it has to be within walking distance. Right. So you've kind of filled this, you have brought that that uh, element from New York or other yeah. larger cities yeah. to a tiny little square of Fresno. <laughs> right. And that's really cool, man. Yeah. It's really cool. And I think also just like the, I have a, I have like constant, constant ideas of like, oh, this would be cool here or this would be cool there. Like just depending what area yeah. of Fresno or any city you're in. But I also thought just like on this little strip, everything would complement each other well. You have the coffee there. Yeah. You have the ice cream. Uh, quesadillas on the other side and just more sandwiches and like you know deli meat obviously Pimani I'm actually right in between Pimani's and Sam's like the two yeah. biggest yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> delis and, um, and uh, obviously they're cemented they're stamped and and I'm good friends with Neil and Nancy and they're like super supportive they're like hey if you need anything call us yeah um, there's times I run out of stuff they help me out <laughs> that's um, awesome but um it's just something a little different. You know, the menu's not big. It's five sandwiches. Um, you can obviously make whatever you want, if, whatever whatever ingredients we have. And um, and it's cool. It's like even on the, you know, I see bring people bring in like their ice cream and they'll come and sit over here and like order a soda or like they'll bring their coffee and order from Cup of Joy and order a sandwich. So it's, uh, you know, I just like the, scent, I mean, the community. I mean, that's... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, everybody supports it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you look around, man, it's full yeah. people coming in yeah. and you've done it. And it's, it. I mean, people, you know, it's been, yeah, it's been very cool. So that's how the concept came to be. And I usually, I had a lot more um, shelving. I really wanted to have a lot more market items. Yeah. But when I opened, just more people started coming in. So yeah. I had to add more tables and uh, I ditched some of the shelves. Um, but yeah, I'm just trying to. So I think this is a good balance right now. I got 38 seats and um, yeah, a good amount of market stuff. I still have a bunch of shelves I can put things up. So. Yeah, ever expanding. Yeah. So, yeah. so being being that you've been here most of your life um, and come and gone, what do yeah. you re- what do you really like about Fresno? Hmm, I like. I think it's that that commu- that sense of community, like. In this area, obviously, you could. They probably have that in North Fresno. They have it in Clovis. Um, I just live here, yeah. And I just like the people I grew up with. It's very eclectic. I think it's especially now. A lot of people have been moving away, gaining some experience, and then yeah. coming back and bringing yeah. cool ideas. Because I think, like New York, doesn't need another restaurant. No. I think you know, no. um, but. I think a place like Fresno, it's it's a good place to start. I mean, a lot of people here are obviously well traveled. They've been to great places and they understand like good quality food and products, um, so design, all that stuff. So I think Fresno is a good market for it. You know, and uh, you know, I just my family's here, so I grew up here. Um, So just the relationships and friends. It's just like a. Yeah, it's just a chill town. I don't yeah, know. It is, know? man. It and is. I got more appreciation for it after I moved away. Yeah. Like when I, before I moved, I was kind of like, oh man, Fresno. There's nowhere great to eat. There's none of this. Like, you know, I enjoyed where I worked at. Like I thought we had great food, but I also thought the options were limited to go other places. Um, but then after moving away, and I was like, you know what? It's not so bad in Fresno. Yeah. I mean, it means 
there's always room for more. Yeah. Like yeah, there places, is. you know, to add more things. Um, and more like local places rather than just like another chain restaurant or whatever. So yeah. You know, like the Raising Canes are just opening up in Clovis in North Fresno. And you know, people are going crazy over it and uh, I don't know. I'm Stick sure. Yeah, it's right, yeah. Like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, you know. But uh, and it's maybe maybe that's why they opened them on that side of town. And like here, it's more like you know. Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know if it would land like that in no. the tower in downtown. No, I really don't. No, you know? so and, uh, and there's a reason they're not bringing them here either. Right. right? They, know. they know. I mean, that. they do their research. They're yeah, million they know billion dollar companies. Yeah, they know yeah. where to put these yeah. restaurants. So. so. So what do you? What don't you like about Fresno? Hmm. What don't I like? Uh, well, maybe like just like the constant, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah, the constant like investing in like uh, what's it called, big chain restaurants like yeah. that. Um, during the well, I guess this during the pandemic, I guess it wasn't really necessarily about Fresno, but it was like local restaurants were really taking a hit, and the big chain were. Um, seem to be doing okay but that has really nothing to do with Fresno um, I don't know it's uh, I mean we do get a bad rap I feel sometimes it's super freaking hot here so yeah yeah I hate that but um, you know, 88 today on March 22nd. yeah I guess the, the lack of seasons I think there's like maybe two good months in Fresno where the weather's nice it's either like cold or it's like super hot yeah and it's like there's no in between and and, and the in between you're bracing for the next one the yeah. cold or the hot right yeah at least in new york i mean obviously there's extremes but it's like you got the humid summers you got the really cold winters you had a really great you know yeah it's real season yeah so yeah that's uh, kind of a downside of it but yeah so a uh, couple more questions yeah um, so you you just said it. We need we need more of this in Fresno. We need more community businesses, more community restaurants. Get the big chains out, or at least something yeah. to compete with those big chains. So anybody out there that's got the ambition that you do, yeah, in this terrifying world of of, right. of food, right? Yeah, and the failure rates of businesses and all of those things that you have to yeah. you have to overcome, which I think you're doing well with right now. Yeah. What's your advice? What do you got to tell the next generation of, of you? Um, well, definitely, like, because I had many years of, like, like I said, oh, this would be great here, this would be great there, and it's just years of, like, planning and never really pulling the trigger and doing it, I don't, and then just watching people do stuff, and, like, maybe it works and maybe it fails, Yeah. but it does take a little bit of that, like, bucket at it to just like you know what I'm gonna give it a try and see what happens yeah it's almost like you can't put like well it's gonna fail like it's not that can't be in your mind like you just gotta move forward and then you know as you go along and if it doesn't work out then you know you pivot and you would just be able to that's a maybe being able to like adjust with things yeah. and not be so like I had a vision for this place. Like I said, I wanted a full-on restaurant. Yeah. That didn't work out. So I yeah. opened this. You know, I had more market ideas, and now it's more of a rest. Like, you know, so you just work with what you got and pivot and be able to like, you know, and just move. You know, just push forward. You know, can't have a. Don't be like negative and like be down. 
Uh, yeah. Don't, like it, you don't think it's gonna work. You know, it's like you gotta yeah. be. Uh, yeah, you're. If you if you get stuck worrying about what's going to fail, then yeah. then you'll never get it done, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, something's so. always gonna go wrong. Yeah. Oh, for Something sure. Always gonna be different. Oh. Oh man, it was raining. Yeah. You can see over there. I still need to fix that leak. I didn't know. Oh. Like it was, it was raining. Uh, back in like December and I'm like out grocery shopping and then they call me and they're like there's just and they send me a video just water dumping and it's from the previous tenant like for some reason he put he enclosed the drain that's supposed to go out so oh my god but it's like okay well let's you gotta do this it's just you you make it work you yeah know? so right on that's uh, that's what yeah well we're on the we're on the brink of uh, another super hot summer in Fresno. Yeah. Is there anything going on in the city just as a kind of a sign off here? Anything that you're looking forward to? Anything that you're doing? Any events that you know of that you, you can't wait to be a part of? Um, well, um, like? as far as here at the shop, um, yeah. like I said, I'm still working on wine and beer. So hopefully yeah. that comes to fruition. Um, there's some things I'm dealing with the city I need to get through. Um, so goals for here is just kind of expand with what within the space um, open in the evening be more of a wine bar at night maybe do some more like flatbreads pizzas in the evening um, and then uh, yeah really just kind of and just kind of like uh, I feel like the last six months have been pretty I've been very busy which is fortunate but it's uh, I haven't been able to get into rhythm because it's like something new every week. Like I need to buy another refrigerator. I need to do this. I need whatever. So it's never just like, which maybe it'll never be. But um, <laughs> I want to get to a point where things are, you know, consistent. Um, and then as far as like Fresno, I don't know. I think just being able to enjoy having evenings off right now at the moment. I've worked nights, weekends, holidays, birthdays. I've missed so many things over the last yeah. 20 years it's nice to go like i can go to the modernist on a friday night now yeah. or i can go to gazebo gardens i would never been to gazebo gardens on a thursday for probably never and i can do that now you yeah. know yeah. um so i just want to enjoy more of like stuff that's going on you know st joaquin's doing stuff um, i hear of new businesses opening downtown so I'm excited for that to hopefully come to fruition, and uh, I don't know. I saw a post of a Fres Yes, maybe. Yeah, uh, that's uh, that this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just more like you know, continuing more community events and just like local stuff. And, awesome, man. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Well, brother, I really appreciate yeah me springing an interview on you yeah, and you no. settling in so comfortably, <laughs> right. man. It's uh, it's awesome to get. Yeah, a little bit more insight of where you came from and yeah. where, where you're going. Like yeah, that. thank you. Sorry if I was a little long-winded. <laughs> no, no, dude. That's that, I think that's what, what people want to know and what, what yeah. people want to hear about. So. Cool, man. Well, yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Pack this guy up. And... So what do you do? you stop this now? Or, or just... Oh, yeah. I was going to let it to get the ambiance in here for a minute. Yeah, no. we're, we're good. It's probably cold, but we could put it back. Oh yeah, no, 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 I'm oh, good. Put I'm it good. back in the oven. Cold hot. This has been a No Life Fresno production.
a branding department brand. To learn more about branding department, visit brandingdepartment.com and check out our full blog of No Life Fresno content, including these recordings at nolifefresno.com. Music by Jonathan Lofi.